Hey there, live like your nail color gals. In the spirit of spring renewal, we're back for another episode in a mini series called Renew for Resilience. We're talking about topics in your everyday life with the idea that if you and I consider this spring, how we can renew these areas, we could boost our resilience to whatever may come our way because we'd be more prepared, strong, buoyant, durable, feisty, and quick to recover in this crazy demanding world. So far, we've talked about decluttering our most used spaces and also about editing what you eat so that you set up your body to do all the spring and summer fun activities you truly want to do. This week, we're talking about how you can renew feeling strong and fit so you can confidently do those activities. Am I the only one struggling to get moving again after the winter months? I kind of doubt it. So today's gal pal is here to renew our mojo. But first, before we dive in, do you know your nail color persona and what it reveals about you? I have a quiz that will tell you it's super easy and fun and spot on. Just go to livelikeyournailcolor.com and click on what's my nail color persona. It's a button in the top right-hand corner or it'll pop up in front of you as well. Answer a few quick questions and in your results, discover your specific nail color persona, your built-in strengths and how to tap into those strengths when chip happens. Again, go to livelikeyournailcolor.com. Now, let's keep this mini-series going. Tired of so much chip happening? Discouraged by so much downer news? Weary from chronic crisis? Don't let the chips keep you down. Welcome to the Live Like Your Nail Color podcast where the tips of your fingers and toes are ready to inspire you to not give up and to keep creating the business, career, and life you want. In each episode, we flip the chip and let our fun nail color with that crazy fun name cheer us on to remember our strengths, embrace the power of choice, see life as an adventure, and know resilience is only a touch-up or change-up away. Get ready for a good time and a good laugh with your host, Mary Foley. Hey, 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 friends, it's another Friday fun day. What are your plans for this weekend? There are so many fun events, festivals, and activities that call us each spring to say, come out and play. As a cycling enthusiast, I cannot believe the number of group rides offered up to me on Facebook. I could fill my entire calendar with them, but I've got a problem. You may have the same problem. I am not ready for any of them. After months of not riding and not doing other exercise, I am woefully out of shape. Like, whoa, 10 miles and that's enough. So what can you and I do this spring to renew our physical strength? Especially as women over 40, what are some simple but effective ways to feel strong and fit again to do all the activities we truly want to do? Well, that's why I invited my gal pal, Bridget Ken Carlton, to be with us today. Bridget is the founder and owner of Be Defined, Personal Fitness and Wellness Defined in Williamsburg, Virginia. The sign for Be Defined, that's kind of like, you know, over their door. Well, one day I saw it and, and it really caught my attention when, you see, I moved back to my hometown of Williamsburg, Virginia, and Be Defined is literally a few minutes from my house. So one day I walked in to find out their approach. Instead of a big gym with tons of machines, I discovered that Bridget and her team offer a customized, holistic, time-efficient approach to personal training. And a lot of her clients look just like me. Let's say earthly seasoned. I don't know if that's a new term, but I just came up with it. Moving a little slower than 30 years ago, 
but still want to be active and feel good. So I said, sign me up. Having worked in the fitness industry for over 30 years, Bridget has all the creds, a bachelor in science in exercise management, master's of education in exercise science, plus lots of specialty certifications, including personal trainer, group fitness instructor, weightlifting coach, nutrition coach, and functional aging specialist. She competes in triathlons, road races, and most recently won fourth in her class at a regional fitness competition. So, whew. Congrats to you on that one, girl. I, on the other end, am competing with myself to get back to feeling strong and fit again. And that's why she's here. Bridget, welcome to the Live Like Your Nail Color podcast. Thank you, Mary. It's so fun to be here. It's fun to have you here. <laughs> All right. I can't wait to dive into this because I, I think I need it as much as every guy listening. Um, but before we go into all things about feeling strong and fit, I always ask my guests to take my quiz. What's your nail color persona? So what is your nail color persona and did it nail you? I am a solid sister and interestingly, it did nail me. Um, it was described that I'm steady and reliable, which I would agree with. Mm -hmm. um, but what I feel like really nailed me was that when um, chip happens, mm -hmm. that I get down or off balance. And that is so absolutely true. And, and I, my son is a Libra, so I do like balance in my life. And when things are tipped a little bit one way or the other, um, I do sometimes struggle with regaining that balance. So I would say, yes, it, it definitely nailed me. The solid sister nailed me. I love it. I love it. <laughs> cool. And you know what? We've had a lot of solid sisters who have been guests on the podcast, which is great. But no one's brought up that point in particular. So I love that. All right. But see, as, a, as someone all fitness and wellness, balance makes sense. Like, you Absolutely. know, you don't like to be off balance and know when you are. So so tell me then, do you have a fave color uh, of, you know, they put on your nails like a go to one, you know, and did that nail you in terms of what it means? This was also interesting. So I, I have two colors because I, I do a certain color on my nails, which I ended up with cream, which interestingly, I thought, well, it doesn't really nail me. It says calm and elegant, relaxed. And I'm like, that is not really me. However, when I went to my toenail color, which was purple, it talked about the power of trans transformation. And I'm like, wait a minute, that mm -hmm. is me. So I'm like, maybe on the outside with what people are seeing, <laughs> relaxed, maybe I'm trying to project that. Maybe I'm thinking maybe I need more of that in my life, but my true color, the purples on my toes, like, whoo, Maybe that's, I, I don't know. It's funny, but yes, I would say it half yeah. nailed me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even like your toes. Like, well, that's so often what happens is, and I, and I, I love that this, that you bring this up about, well, half nailed me. Well, actually nailed you on your toes, right? Right. And oftentimes that's the case more than not when women say, well, I have one color or I go naked on my fingernails, but my toenails, oh yeah, like that is so me. Um, but here's one thing that I would add that I do think the cream, there's something there because um, my experience with Be Defined and when you and I first talked and stuff, it was very kind of calm and polished. And the, and like, even when I walked into this space, it feels like, oh, versus all jacked up, which sometimes, you know, some gyms can be like. And by the way, if that's all like rah, rah, jacked up, that's fine. It just wasn't the vibe I was going for. And I really liked that. So 
Anyway, kudos to you. I'll take the power of transformation as well. Get me into the calm space and then get right. going for the transformation. That. Okay. Yeah. Sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Great. Well, so let's talk physical fitness. And, and I, you know, I, I shared earlier about how, you know, I'm having my own challenges getting restarted here this spring. So I just want to ask on behalf of all the women listening who happen to be over 40, what are the most common physical fitness challenges for women over 40 that you and your team experience? Because it's not like it was in our 20s. That is definitely true. Um, let me first start by saying that it's entirely possible to look and feel great at at any age. I agree. Um, absolutely. And everyone's journey is so different, right? Sometimes, you know, as we age, we're dealing with more injury or more illness. Um, and you just you know, you may not be feeling like the best, the best version of yourself. And as we're aging, you know, we're more susceptible to chronic pain and these type of things and moving around may be the last thing we feel like doing. Um, but as most of us know, research shows that, you know, the risk of chronic disease goes down significantly once we start moving our bodies. Um, so I think some of the big challenges for us as women, as we age and we age over 40, for, for me and for my experience and all the research shows, it's number one is loss of muscle. Um, so believe it or not, after the age of 40, we can lose an average of five pounds of muscle per decade if we're not doing something about it. So just by involuntarily, we're, we're aging, we're, we're at risk for losing muscle mass. Um, and as we lose muscle, you know, we're reducing our strength and we're, we're reducing our function. And these are things that are um, a, a cause and a contribution to disability as we get older. So we want to make sure if there's anything that we are doing as we age, it is strength training. I tell everyone that comes in the studio that, you know, cardio is great and all these other things that we're doing are great. But if we want to stay strong and we want to stay functional and we want to keep those activities of daily living going and doing them with ease, um, we better be strength training to prevent that loss of muscle mass. It may, it, I love that. And you know, I intellectually know that. But I actually thought of something as you were saying that if you want to stay strong, we've, you know, I was like, if you want to go long age wise, you got to go strong. <laughs> Love that. Absolutely. That is absolutely the truth. And, you know, the other thing that happens as we're aging that plays right into this are the hormonal changes that we have to deal oh, with. Yeah. Um, as we approach perimenopause and as we go into menopause, um, you know, we're losing this muscle mass and we're having, we're also experiencing a decrease in metabolism. So, we have to, as we're going through perimenopause and menopause, we actually require fewer calories than we did, as you said, in your 20s and 30s. So if we don't make that adjustment, we are going to end up gaining body fat. And, and it's really about the body fat, not the weight on the scale. It's what is our body composition. And so we, you know, for women, for healthy women, we want to be 25% body fat or less and so as we're aging and we're losing this muscle due to age-related reasons and we're going into perimenopause and menopause and dealing with these hormonal changes, you know, we want to strength training because we want to continue metabolizing fat because we know the more muscle that we hold, the better off we are going to be at metabolizing fat. One pound of muscle, for example, burns 35 calories more than one pound of fat. So you and I just sitting here talking our basal metabolic rate for being strength trainers is going to be much higher than someone else of the same age and weight that doesn't strength training. So we can get away with, you know, having fun and having a glass of wine and pizza occasionally, 
because we're holding more muscle on our body and it's metabolizing fat at a much quicker rate than, than our counterparts who may not be including strength training in their daily routine. Yeah, that's an incentive right there. It's an, it, it did, now, when, when women contact you, in particular women over, over 40, and they, and they want to, you know, they're like interested in being a member, they're interested in getting some personal training or some group training. Do they often say, well, I've lost strength? Or do they, do they say, I can't seem to get wet, rid of this extra, you know, you know, around the middle or, I, you know, things I've tried in the past haven't worked? Or do they come in and say, oh, I'm going to, you know, I'm training for a marathon. Can you help me out? Because you've done it. <laughs> right. No, that's usually not the main goal that people come in with. And, and often it's not the strength. They may subconsciously be aware that they maybe have lost some strength, but it's usually my clothes are fitting tighter, or I'm very aware that in the center I'm dealing, you know, with some added weight that I'm not used to, or I'm, I've noticed that my energy has dropped. I'm feeling really exhausted later. Or, or another common one is chronic pain. You know, chronic pain is huge. As we age, you know, we're much more aware of these kind of aches and pains, my hip, my back, my shoulder, you know, and chronic pain can really can really put you down. I mean, it zaps your energy and you are not motivated to do much of anything, let alone make a call and go to a fitness studio and say, Hey, I got to start working out. But, but, but once you start moving your body, you know, that takes care of all of these other that issues that like, like chronic pain, your energy comes back, you're sleeping better and all these things that, that align with that. Well, a lot of times when we think of strength training, or at least I used to, I would think of these big weights and I would think of this thing of like, I can lift so many, you know, hundreds of pounds. And, and most women, we're not really interested in that. You know, that's our, our, our mindset. So when you give us a, a picture of what strength training for women over 40 just looks like and, you know, some of the things that maybe there's some specific exercises, in fact, that you do already um, with your clients that could give us a, a sense of that so that because because I don't think it's that big, you know, I'm going to be a big weightlifter, even though you have the ability to teach someone to do that if that's what they wanted. Exactly. Well, it looks different for everybody, but you know, when our clients come to the studio, we start with a fitness assessment as you you may remember. And you know, oh, we're yeah. hearing about fitness, health, medical history, you know, what what does your life look like? What is your lifestyle like? What kind of support system do you have around you? You know, I'm trying to figure out where the motivation is, if they have motivation and if they don't, how I'm going to help them, how I'm going to motivate them, how I'm going to give them small bits of homework to encourage movement every single day. Um, because ultimately that is what's going to make them successful and feeling better and being the, be the best version of themselves. But once we go through that initial um, consultation and once we have that discussion, once we do some baseline measurements to see you know, where they are, we start gradually, you know, they may come in with muscle imbalances due to chronic pain. They may be weak from not strength training. So we start slowly and we adjust as we go along. So we are definitely not throwing around 50 pound dumbbells with most of the women in our studio. Um, you know, we want to train them with as heavy of a weight that their body allows in that moment. There is that myth that women should not lift weights or women that women should not necessarily lift heavy weights. Um, you want to lift a heavy enough weight that you can do safely and without pain, not discomfort, because often with exercise, there might be some muscle soreness and things like that. That's actually a good sign that's showing how your body, you know, you're building new muscle, you're kind of breaking down tissue and building it up stronger. That's what that, that's called the delayed onset muscle syndrome or DOMS. That's what you're experiencing. And you want to have a little bit of that um, because as you're feeling that, believe it or not, 
you're burning calories. So as your body is recovering from a workout and you're feeling that soreness, you're actually burning more calories. So that's a good thing. In fact, 24 to 48 hours after a, a bout of strength training, you're really burning calories equal to what you've actually done in that bout of exercise. So you want to have some soreness, not pain, but soreness. Um, when we're training our females over 40, we want to focus on what we call functional training or multi-joint, multi-muscle movement patterns. So compound movement. So if you think about a standard gym, you, you kind of, you've probably seen all those pieces of equipment. Those are called open chain movements where you're, you're isolating and you're doing a single joint movement pattern. It's not my favorite way to train women over 50 because I want them to feel strong throughout their activities of daily living. I want them to move well and have good mobility through their joints. Um, I want them to bend over. I want them to reach up without pain and to feel strong and, and empowered. So when we're training them, it's often those type of compound movements or the functional movement patterns where we're working multiple muscles and multiple joints at the same time. So with that, often it's not super heavy weights we're moving because we might be doing some sort of balance or mobility exercise while we're doing something with, with the strength training. So that doesn't typically lend itself to super duper heavy weights. Now that's not to say that we don't incorporate some of those more static exercises in there. Again, it depends on the individual. What are their goals? Where are their weaknesses? Well, I love the idea of compound movements because it for, you know, I love being able to go, oh, I can do more than one thing. You know, it's like I get multiple things done at once. You know? <laughs> well, right. like that. Time efficient. <laughs> the efficiency of that is great. Right. And then um, and also the functional aspect of being stronger in so many ways, like that that supports your daily activity. Because Absolutely. I mean, you know, most of us are, are you know, we're, we're still cleaning our houses or getting stuff out of the garage and, you know, the spring happens and we want to go to an event and there's just lots of other movement, you know, that's involved. And, you know, frankly, I don't want to be feeling like I'm not only just running out of stamina, but perhaps just I've, I've got a limp or like, oh, I really got to watch my knees so much that now I'm hesitant, right? Are there a couple of easy, simple exercises that might be somewhat functional or compound that let's say we could even do in our house or at a home office or, uh, you know, in some common setting that we find ourselves in and we may have just a few minutes, right, in between things. Absolutely. You know, we learned this lesson quickly during the pandemic when we had to, you know, shift our business to virtual, like, okay, our clients are now virtual. They don't have the studio and all the equipment it holds, but we can keep them moving, right? We can keep on moving. So all you really need is your body. And sometimes I'll say, you know, grab a chair because a chair, you can do a lot with a chair. We all have a chair in our house. So if you have a chair, you have your body. And if you want a little bonus, grab two cans of green beans or something, you know, out of your pantry. And now you've got some added weights. You don't necessarily need that. You can start with just body weight, but if you want to add a little bit, you have that. So um, I like to put together for my clients at home or, and for the clients listening, a simple circuit. You know, it could be three to eight exercises that you do one after another. So one example would be, and again, if you, if you have balance issues or if you have some chronic pain you're dealing with, have that chair nearby that you might need it for balance. But all you would do is lunges. One simple way are lunges. You get yourself in a split stance, right foot's forward, left foot back. You have the chair maybe at your side if you need it for balance, and you're just going down and up. 10 repetitions with the right leg forward, 10 with the left. Then I like to go into an upper body movement. I like to alternate lower body, upper body. There's no reason to stop and rest. Keep moving. You know, If you're going to let your lower body rest, 
let's switch to the upper body. We're burning more calories that way. So maybe then you go into a push-up. If you can't do a push-up on the floor, you've got your chair there. Now you have an incline. You're bringing the floor up to you. You can place your hands on that chair seat, and now you're doing an incline push-up. If you got the strength, then by all means, get on the floor and go all out with the toes on the floor. If you're somewhere in the middle, you can get on the floor, drop to your knees, and you can do a push-up on your knees. Then you can come back up, and you're back to your lower body. Choose a different variety of lunges. You can do a lunge reversing it backwards. So you step back with the right, bring your right leg forward. You step back with the left and you continue to alternate. So you're now in a different plane of motion. Then we want to come back. Let's figure out something else for the the upper body. Let's grab those cans and maybe we just do an overhead press. We want to make sure we're working the upper body and the shoulders. And we can flip again. We can choose another lower body, which is a squat. Everyone can squat. Everyone squats all day. They get off the toilet. They sit, get off the chair. We're squatting all the time. So having that chair behind you, you sit down on the chair, you stand up. It's a sit to stand. Having that chair there to unload your weight and having to bring yourself up off the chair full body weight is a good lower body exercise and, and very simple. Another one is a plank. Again, works your core. We're targeting all body parts. You've got that chair. So if you can't get down on your forearms, and hold your plank on the floor. You've got that chair seat. It's brought up to you. It's a great starting point. If you're newer to exercise, any, anybody can do that. And then lastly, I know I'm giving a lot here, but is a hip bridge. You can get on the floor. You're lying on your back. Your knees are bent and you push your hips up into the air. Great exercise to work your glutes, the largest muscle in the body. You definitely don't want to neglect them, especially if you have a lifestyle that maybe is a little more sedentary or you sit a lot. We all get the glute amnesia where our glutes shut down. Um, and glute, um, you know, glute inactivity or glute weakness tends to lead to chronic back pain and other issues in the body. So keeping your glutes strong, um, is super important. And a hip bridge is one simple way that you can do that. Wow. I, that's impressive what you just get. I just had a visual of every single exercise that you gave, <laughs> which was, and, and, and most of us listening has, have done those, Right. You know, because if we've gone to a gym or gone to a class or we've even watched something online, we've seen that. So these are not like big deal exercises in terms of understanding, you know, any, any complex moves, just doing them, right? And if those are eight simple exercises and if you did each one for a minute, Uh that's eight, that's eight minutes. Yeah. You repeat that three times. I mean... 25 minutes is not bad. Everyone can find 25 minutes in their day to get down and do something like that. It's definitely doable and it's and it's definitely possible. And once you've gotten used to three rounds of that, maybe you do four mm-hmm. or maybe you do it for longer than a minute or maybe you invest in a set of five pound dumbbells and you load, you increase your intensity by adding a little bit of load to that. It's it, it can be, you can do it. Everyone can do a little bit and a little bit goes a long way and a little bit is better than nothing. So yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Oh, and a little bit will go a long way because if we're losing five pounds of muscle every decade, then you'd say, I need to, you know, you can get back to what really is a good muscle weight, right? F- for you. Um, and all those benefits. Wow. Okay. All right. So I'm um, I'm already excited about the doability of all of this. Thank you very much. Um, that said, all right, I I have to kind of play a little bit at the other side. The reality is many of us want to feel stronger. We want to feel more fit so we can do more of what we love, but then we don't. Like right now, I'm excited, but maybe after we get done with the recording, I'll go, oh yeah, I got to get those cans. Where are those cans? <laughs> anyway, so tell me from your experience, what are the most common excuses? All right, I'll call them speed bumps. I'm in speed bumps that get in the way that you hear 
from clients because we need a little motivation here. Let's let's get the mentality. You've given us a great picture of the exercises. All right. So help, help us with the exercise we need to make between our ears. Well, I would say being too busy is huge. You know, mm. people, they, they say I'm too busy or I don't have you know, time for exercise. And to that, I would say, you know, we are creatures of habit, right? We like to stay in our routine. We like to stay in our comfort zone and we're very habitual. And the, the, the things that we do in our daily lives that, you know, may, that we may think are getting in the way or preventing us from exercise or are these speed bumps, as you say, are only a result of habits that we formed that we do day to day. So, we have to create new habits, habits that are going to put us on a path towards our goal. Okay. So if my goal is to be the best version of me, my goal is to get out of chronic pain. My goal is to gain more strength so that as I age, I maintain my functionality and I don't end up in assisted living. Then what are the steps? What are the daily habits that need to be in place to get me to that end point. And you just have to reframe your brain and you say, okay, you know, I'm just used to doing this. I'm used to getting home from work and I'm used to, you know, taking off my shoes and I'm used to sitting down and watching the news and eating my dinner. Okay. So what habits can we change? What can we do differently to get us on the path? This is my end goal. I need to put myself in the path to get there. And it literally can start with the 20 or 25 minutes I just mentioned a day. Instead of coming home and straight down and sitting down, I'm going to come home, I'm going to put on my workout clothes, and I'm going to do this eight exercise circuit three times. That's my new habit. That's what I'm going to make a routine. Or the first thing I do when I wake up in the morning, instead of making my coffee, I'm going to go for a 30-minute walk. It's a new habit. That is a commitment that I've made to myself. For those of us that work, I mean, we wouldn't fall back on a meeting with a client or in an appointment, even with a doctor, right? Why would we cut ourselves short. I mean, we only have one life, one body. Why do we not want to be the best version of ourselves? And why don't we want to take what the necessary steps are to get us there? So to people that come to say, I'm too busy, my goal is to help them take a look at their lifestyle and their habits and their routine a little differently and help them carve out a little bit of time each day, because just a little bit each day brings about inspiration, motivation, accountability, a renewed energy. I'm sleeping better. I'm moving better. I'm thinking more clearly. And so that's going to lend itself. I can do this three days a week. And now I can do this five days a week. I can do this 30 minutes a day. I've got an hour, four days a week to commit to this. It just builds itself. Wow. That's so right. So good. So good. I love it that you start, what's your end goal? And not everybody's is exactly the same. And we got to keep that in mind because that's the thing that is our big why, because it's really, there's a big why, you know, uh, around that. And, and this thing of maybe it's uh, like, I'm thinking to myself, I, I, I do have, I would say, Hmm, I did sign up for one of these bike rides. All right. And so I paid my money and it's in June. It's 35 miles. I mean, 35 miles was no big deal about a year ago, but today I'd be like, okay, I can do 10. No big deal. I, I need a, I need a, I need to add this habit back in. Um, and what I can tend to do, Bridget, is then go, well, if I can't do it five days a week and, and be consistent with it, then I don't want to do it at all. Or I can't get started. Right. And I have these games that I play with myself. But what you said is just start, pick one thing that you can work into your schedule now. And you can say, yeah, I can do that. Right. And then, uh, and then build. And then what's another thing I could work in? Because 
I've always found, and I love that because I've always found once I start and I get some satisfaction, or I feel like a win and like for me, the endorphins are like, I did it, you know, kind of a thing, or I'm starting to feel maybe stronger in my arms. I want to do more of it. Like I want to stay on the path and then the kind of the what else. Absolutely. And the all or none, I can relate to Mary. I am the same way, you know, as a competitive triathlete, it was like, I had a very rigid schedule. And if I missed one, you know, I was so down on myself, but you know, as I've aged, I just feel like, you know, my habit as I work out every day and that that's, that's a win to me. It might not be the most intense workout, you know, that I could have possibly done that day because maybe I'm listening to my body and maybe today I'm more tired, which is another, you know, another kind of speed bump or road bump I hear is I'm too tired, but you know, I know that I'm going to have energy after I do it. So you might feel tired in this moment, but you just do it and you, you start to gain that energy back and, and all the other, you know, speed bumps that I hear about, well, I'm too sore, you know, I, I'm, I'm hurting too poorly. I can't do it. Well, guess what? Exercise is going to improve that as well. Or I hate exercise. Well, guess what? Pick something you like. In your case, you love cycling. So choose something that brings you joy and that you love doing. Start with that one thing that you might enjoy doing. And then all of a sudden, you're doing many other things as well. And you're getting to that point where you're strength training, the thing we're here to talk about that we should be doing. No. Yeah. I, you know, I, I remember when I got back into cycling, when I say I got back in, yes, yeah, since I was like 16, okay, years old, like, you know, so I've never actually been in cycling to the extent that I am now and really enjoyed it. But I thought of it as, I'm not, this isn't a sport. Like I haven't raced. I don't really care about racing, right? It was recreation. And you think about the word recreation, it's recreate, right? So we think about, oh, recreation is kind of fun, you know, but I literally was going this, all my athletic days and all my comp competitive athletic days, it didn't, it didn't, I didn't care anymore about that. What I cared about is how I felt and that it was fun. And yeah, I think that's so right. You know, pickleball, I had no idea how very popular pickleball is. It's like crazy, right? Absolutely. And there's a lot of, and it's, I know all ages, but I used to do a lot of tennis when I was younger. And I was like, I can see why pick, pickleball is so much easier to pick up literally and start, you know, probably at any age. And so I might try that. It's just because it's, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of the fun factor. Let me ask you this. Is there a speed bump that you hear often around, I've got a bum knee or a shoulder or another body part. And I just feel like, like, oh, I can't push too hard on that because, you know, I, I might make it worse. Does that happen? often? It happens all the time. And, you know, we are fortunate to have a really great network um, in our healthcare community. So we end up seeing a lot of clients who have just finished up physical therapy, um, or they had a surgery, they've done that, and now they're ready to continue on. They still might be feeling a little something here. But, you know, we pick up where they left off. And I would say, you know, if you have it, if you're having some kind of chronic ache or pain, the first thing you should do, obviously, is, is see your physician. Um, and, and, and get that diagnosed. And once you've done that, perhaps you're going to do physical therapy or maybe you don't need that, but that's where you want to make sure you're working with a professional who really knows what they're doing and, and what are, what are the contraindications now? And we work with people with chronic pain all of the time. I mean, our target market is women 40 and up. And again, with age comes chronic pain. It just, it just happens. So, um, we absolutely work around that and we never want to work in pain and we might be working a different range of motion because this is the range of motion that doesn't create pain. As we get stronger, we can increase our range of motion. So 
usually when somebody has a an injury or, or some sort of pain, it's typically due to some sort of in, muscular imbalance. Um, posturally, you know, seated position. So as you're seated, or as we're naturally aging, we get more of that forward leaning position. So what happens is the muscles and our, the front of our body, our anterior chain, they get tighter, our chest muscles get tighter, the front of our shoulders get tighter as they roll forward, all of this is tight, pushing us into that forward head jud, that forward lean. So what's happening is our posterior chain, the back of our body is becoming weaker and weaker. So when people come in with chronic pain or an injury, we're looking at their body, we're looking at their posture, we're looking at their movement. What type of corrective exercise do we need to do to get them out of chronic pain? And oftentimes it's working that posterior chain. It's getting, doing muscles to exercises to work the muscles of the upper back, the shoulders, as I mentioned earlier, the glutes, the core muscles, bringing the body more upright. You know, we live in flexion. We drive, we're flexed, right? Our hands are on the wheel. We're texting, we're flexed. We're typing, we're flexed. We're, you know, we're always in this forward flexed position. So it lends your it lends itself to being just chronically tight. So we need to stand up straight, do exercises that work the back of our body, and sometimes it's that simple. And that 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 pain is resolved because there was some sort of muscle imbalance in the first first place that strength training can help and correct. Wow. So if you have an injury or what feels like a body part's not really it just hurts, it may be a simple solution. I mean, it really it, may be it, it a really lot often, of stretch, it, yeah. stretches in the way, because everything that you were saying about that forward movement, the, the flash that went through my mind was not just women over 40, but how, how about every young person walking down a sidewalk, looking at their phone exactly, <laughs> and, and rounded, rounded um, back and thinking, oh, we're thinking, oh my gosh, like, and bumping into things as a result. But like that, you want to say straighten up, walk up, start, because you feel like they're going to just kind of yep. curve over. And and yet, you know, I got to look at myself and go, well, how much am I doing that? Right? Yeah, we all are. And, you know, another thing that's really simple that women at home that are listening can do is invest in a foam roller. So we do a lot of recovery work with our clients as well. So with those tightnesses and those imbalances, you know, foam rolling or soft tissue work, you know, you're, you know, we have this kind of spider web system that encases our muscles and it's called fascia and it kind of holds our muscles in place. And that fascia from just daily overuse, like I said, chronic flexion can get all bound up and you want to get some oxygenated blood flowing into those areas to unbound or unleash your muscles. And so investing in a foam roller and rolling out those muscles are, is one thing you can do. The massage guns are very popular now. We have one at the studio. So we often will get our clients warmed up with you using the massage gun, bringing that oxygenated blood to the muscles. So we're mobilizing the joints so that when we get into the meat of the workout, the strength training part, especially those joints are now mobilized. Nothing is feeling tight or getting stuck, hopefully. And we can, we can get a lot more out of our, out of our workouts that way. Love it. Now I know that in our twenties and thirties, most of us wanted to work out. So we felt like a hot mama. All right. Mm -hmm. and we've, we've talked some about, you've mentioned about, you know, having these goals and then out of that saying, well, what are some new habits to create and starting small and building on those when the forties kick in, you know, being a hot mama may not be at the top of the list. What are some, just get brainstorm if you would with, for us, a couple of um, 
realistic fitness goals for women over 40? And, and I realize not everybody's in the same spot, but what do you hear again and again? Again and again, it's people that just, they want to move better. They want to feel better. They want to have more energy. So again, you know, it's so simple. Like, you know, just start moving, you know, just start walking 30 minutes a day. Um, you know, the menopause belly, that's another thing I can, I, I hear about a lot of times. It's like, what, what's with this thing? You know, what exercise could I do here for the middle? <laughs> to, to... This thing. It's not a part of me. It's a thing <laughs> right. that was added on to me in the middle of the night when I wasn't looking. Okay. Know, right. And sometimes <laughs> feels like that. Um, unfortunately, there is not a magic exercise to spot train that area. You may have heard it before, you know, that abs are made, you know, in the kitchen, not in the gym. That menopause belly is there, you know, due to hormonal changes and due to changes that you maybe didn't make in the kitchen. You, you know, you're still eating like you did in your 20s and 30s. And, you know, again, as I said earlier, you're, you're not metabolizing things. You're not holding as much muscle anymore. So oftentimes as we age, we actually need fewer calories overall. We also tend to need fewer carbohydrates. Our number one source of energy are carbohydrates. And if we're not quite as active or maybe not as intensely active as we used to be, we need to pull that down a little bit to adjust. And we need more dietary fat in our diet, believe it or not. People kind of get scared to think about eating fat, but that is what we need as we age. So, but, but to back to your question, what are some goals for women over 40? For me, it's number one is strength training. I cannot emphasize it enough. People are killing themselves with cardio over here, whether that's to, you know, to oftentimes it's because they want to lose weight. That is not the answer. That is definitely not the answer. You can do that for stress management. You can do that for cardiovascular health. There's good reason to do that. I'm not saying don't do that, but if, one of your issues with why you're not strength training is because you don't have enough time, which as I said earlier, is one of the common ones. Reinvest your time in strength training. Cut your cardio back to maybe 30 minutes a day. Focus on your strength training. Try something different because oftentimes that strength training is going to be the key to help get you to where you're going. All right. If nothing we get. If you don't hear, remember anything from this episode, it's going to be get some strength training Absolutely. and start to incorporate that just small ways into your day. Um, I, I hear it loud and clear. I want to talk nail color again. If you could create a name for us, uh, for a nail color to inspire us to feel strong and fit so we can do the activities we want to do this spring and summer, what would that name be? Do you want the PG version or the G version? I, I love this. This is fun. I have two very fun nail colors that I came up with, but I wasn't sure which one. Oh, uh, let's, let's hear them both. I want to hear them both. Okay. Well, the G word, the, the G version is can't be beat, B-E-E-T. Can't yeah. be beat, right? We can't be beat. We're, we're too strong to be beat. We've got that cool beat color nail color, right? So I came up with that. And, and if I could do like the PG version then it would be badass bitch blue. <laughs> because, right, who doesn't? I mean, one of the sayings that I live by every day is we don't wake up every day to be mediocre, right? We're, we're not waking up to be mediocre people. So why not do the things that we need to do to get the job done every day? And, and let's get ourselves on the right path to that mission. I love it. I love it. And you know what? If badass bitch blue is the thing that gets you going <laughs> to nail it, 
I'd say, then you just go ahead and use that name. If you're like, I'm duly motivated with can't be beat, you know, and beat like the color of the beats. And I, and you like beats too. That, that can help, right? That, yeah. can, that can be lots fun. of antioxidants in those beats. <laughs> <laughs> lots of it. That's, that's true. Well, I, I appreciate that. No, that, that's great. And, and the, you really did think about this. I, uh, I can tell, I can really tell. Um, and, uh, Anyway, just just that's a lot of fun. Um, somebody's gonna listen to this and go, oh yeah, um, right now I'm doing that. That that's what it is, and that's what it's kind of all about. Is that you can, if you have badass bitch blue on your fingers or toes, you go, yeah, uh huh. I'm 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 resilient. I'm gonna get stronger. <laughs> I can make this work. I can add this into my day, and you know this physical. Get your move on. Get out there. Get start moving. Uh, obviously do that strength training. And there, it, the, the ripple effect of that is that's what we think we all needed here is also is that it's not just strength or being stronger. It's you know you know your um more calorie burn. You're sleeping better. Your better stress management, you know, all those things. It's just a multiple effect. So love that. Uh, excellent. Hey, hey, Bridget, if people want to find out more about you, be defined, want to reach out to you, what is the best way they can do that? Well, they can certainly give us a call, 757-345-6801. We do offer free fitness consultations. So, you know, we it's important to us that our clients feel comfortable in our space. We want it to be the right match for them. So we offer them an opportunity to come in. I meet with them, show them the studio, kind of give them an idea of what a program would look like for them. So we do free fitness consultations for that. They can always contact us um, through our website, bedefinefitness.com, by emailing Bridget at bedefinefitness.com. Those are all great ways to find us. Cool. All right. I'll make sure all that gets in the show notes. And for those who aren't in the Williamsburg, Virginia area, do you offer any of this virtually? We do offer virtual training. Of course, nutrition consultations is another service that we offer in addition to our personal training, um, semi-private training, small group training. Um, those can be done virtually as well. I love it. Yeah. And, and with the, the pandemic party, I bet that's that opened up that opportunity for all of us to be able to do things virtually, right? Absolutely. It absolutely did. Um, you're right. Yep. I agree. I love it. Thank you so much again for your time. It's been fun. I'm I'm motivated again. All right. So you got the mojo going. I appreciate it. <laughs> I'm so happy to hear it, Mary. Thank you so much. This was fun. It was fun. And now for the after party, I call Flip the Chip, where I take a few moments to highlight something my gal pal shared that can help us all flip a challenge or difficulty that's holding us back into something more positive that helps us move forward. What I want to highlight today is what Bridget said about the biggest challenge for women over 40 years old. Did you catch it? It's losing muscle mass. She said that we lose five pounds of muscle mass per decade unless we do something about it. And that's a problem because as we lose muscle, we are reducing our strength, reducing our function, and all that can contribute to disability when we get older. Plus, with less muscle mass, we reduce our metabolism. And you know that's not a good thing because it's a low body fat. Or more specifically, it's our body composition of fat and muscle. Here are some simple body movements you can do during your day to build your muscle strength with your own body weight. These are ones that specifically came out of Bridget's mouth, and I love them. You can grab two cans of veggies if you want to get more weight. Plus, you can also use a stable chair for balance if needed. 
You can do a simple circuit of these exercises that you do one after the other. You don't, don't need to stop and rest. And you do each one for just a minute. And she said, do three rounds if possible. Now, if you do them all, it's going to, you know, take somewhere between 20 and 30 minutes. But I'm thinking you can just do a couple of these at a time. Something's better than nothing. And it gets you moving. By the way, you are not too busy to do this. Yep. You can just take a start with just a few minutes each day in the middle of your work day or the middle of your busy day. And as you keep building and doing more, well, your motivation is going to also increase. All right, so here are the exercises that Bridget shared. One was forward lunges. Simple, right foot forward, left foot back, chair on your side if you need balance, do 10 rep repetitions of one leg and then the other. Or you just keep doing it all for one minute. It probably will take you about a minute, but who knows, might be less. Second exercise, push-ups. You can push up from your chair or you can do it on the floor with your knees bent, or you can do a full push-up on the floor with your toes up. Third exercise, reverse lunges. Same as forward lunges, duh, <laughs> but this time you're stepping back. Now, the thing here to note, she did this in an order where it's you're changing different kind of body parts. So she's going like upper body, you know, lower body, upper body, and then the middle. So that's why she did forward lunges. Then she did push-ups with your arms. Then she goes back to the legs, but this time does reverse lunges. Okay, next one, overhead press. Now you can do this sitting or standing and you can use the cans if you want. So now again, you're using your upper body. Next one she suggested was squats. So this is great because it's your lower body, but it also starts to get your middle and your, and your lower back. She said, have the chair behind you and then sit down on the chair and then stand up you know, sit down and then stand up. You're probably doing that, but what if you did it more deliberately and consciously that you really are focusing on those muscles? Number six was planks. So imagine your body is a stiff board if you've never done a plank and you're holding the position um, on, that, on the floor. If you can't get down on your forearms, use your chair instead. And the last one she suggested were hip bridges. This is where you got to get on the floor Lie on your back, bend your knees, and then push your hips up in the air. Feels kind of funny at first, but in fact, you will realize you're probably pretty tight <laughs> with, your, with your hips because we, we really don't do this position hardly at all. But more than that, we don't stretch those muscles. So it's actually, I, I love it in a way because it, it just, I get really tight there. But that's it. I mean, you've probably done one or more of these before. So these are ones you can just incorporate into your day to get started and uses your own body weight, starts to strengthen your muscles, starts to also increase some your flexibility. As always, you can also use your nail color to cheer you on. Simply put on a new nail color, fingers or toes, and give it the name. Well, okay, there were two that Bridget suggested. The, the G-rated version was can't be beat. And of course, it could refer to beats that you eat, but also like, I can't be beat. I'm not going to let this stop me, like whatever it is that's stopping me from doing these exercises and getting more strength. But the PG rated version of the Neo Co she gave is the one you're probably going to remember more. Badass bitch blue. <laughs> yep. That kind of just says it all. Like she just said, this is no time to be mediocre. Our life isn't mediocre. So that really, she said, so every time you look at your fingers or toes, you're reminded that you didn't wake up today to be mediocre. 
you can totally get stronger and more fit to do all the every day and the fun activities you truly want to do. It's true. You can make good choices to keep creating the career, business, and life you want. One lunge, one squat, one nail color at a time. I look forward to being with you next time on the Live Like Your Nail Color podcast. Thanks for listening to the Live Like Your Nail Color podcast. Ready to live and laugh more? Know a friend who could use some of that too? Then subscribe at livelikeyournailcolor.com or your favorite podcast app and share this episode right now with the person who popped into your mind. Together, let's flip the chip to be stronger, smarter, and happier.